expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. All over the world, teachers and entrepreneurs are starting to use the tools of the internet age to update how students get educated. Whether it's online course platforms like Coursera or the Khan Academy, or even just little things like flashcard apps that make it a little bit easier to learn. Well, today on the show, we're going to be hearing about another one of these big ideas, and this one popped up right here in Taiwan. In five years, I predict the next education revolution will be to combine learning with online games. That was Professor Benton Ye of National Taiwan University talking at TEDx Taipei. And as you just heard, the talk was in Chinese, so ICRT's Eric Gao is going to be helping out with the translation. Now, when Professor Ye says online games, he really means, you know, like thousands of players, battling monsters, mythical lands, online, you know, kind of like this. Okay, so what does online gaming have to do with education? Well, Professor Yes says it starts with a basic problem in Taiwan's approach to teaching students. A lot of time right now, teachers just doing too much. You know, they make handouts and do all kinds of things for the students. But they didn't give the students a chance to construct their own knowledge base. Right now, the, the world changed so fast. Every once in a while, you have some new technology just keep coming up. We need the student to have the capability to learn things very quickly. So we need to change our teaching style in Taiwan so that our student can easily learn how to learn to be able to face those all kinds of uncertainties. And I think that is the thing we need to change our mindset right now. So we created the we want to make the first platform that combines online games with interactive courses. We call it Pagamo. Professor Ye gave this talk about a year ago, and what he's introducing here is his big idea, Pagamo. It's an ordinary online game, but to win, you need to do your homework. Literally. You'll see what I mean. This is what our game looks like. There will be 600 to 700 users on this map. He's gesturing right now to a large map with differently colored players competing for territory. You need to conquer other people's land. When you attempt to conquer other people's territory, the system will give you a homework problem. If you solve that problem correctly, you'll get their land, and you'll get to kill other people's monsters. You can also set up monsters to defend your team. We have all the features of any online game that's out there now. So what he's saying is, the only way to progress in the game is to do your homework. You want to win some territory? You have to solve a problem. That's the deal. What we're talking about here is a concept called gamification. Basically, this is the idea that you can make a game of usually irksome tasks, like exercising or brushing your teeth. And if you set up the rules in a fun, engaging way... It'll motivate people to do those things. So the promise Pagamo is giving to teachers is you give us your problem sets, you know, the work you want students to do, and we'll give those students a reason to want to do it. The game has a lot of tricks up its sleeves to keep students coming back for more. 
we'll go over a couple of those in a second, but maybe the most devious is how it makes use of the natural competitiveness among students. 那另外呢，更重要的是，你可以有一个 worldwide ranking. What is important is that you are in a worldwide ranking. So what if you say you are great and superior in your college? What's your ranking in the world? If you can make it to the top ten, that's the best way to show off. This is how we motivate students. We want them to be obsessed with learning. In our generation, usually when I was a student, teachers usually force us to do things, and we would just do it because we respect the teachers so much. But nowadays, the young generation are different. You cannot force them to do something. Okay, you have to raise their motivation to do something. So I think the the best way to raise the motivation for the young generation nowadays is through peer pressure and peer approval. They care a lot about how they look、uh, among their peers, and they feel a lot of pressure if their peers do really well. Okay, so basically this game use this kind of psychological concept to drive the students through peer pressure. And peer approval, instead of teachers forcing students to do this and do that. So, like I think the important thing here is that we want to help them to build a habit that they want to do things out of their own interest, even if it's just some practicing the problem sets. The game has been developed with a lot of help from a team of students at National Taiwan University, and as they do so, they face a kind of tension. You know, the game needs to be fun and addictive. But if that's all it is, it's a failure. The idea is really not to create a game per se. Really, it's a gamification tool for education. That was Jason Ho, the CEO of the company developing the game. I spoke with him to learn a little bit more about how Pagamo is using some of the most familiar elements of online gaming to keep students engaged and coming back for more problems. One big thing is just the fear of getting wiped off the map. A game of competing with territory. So if you don't come back, the you know couple of days later you come back and find out that all your territories were being occupied, uh, being taken away by other users. And another familiar game element: you need money to progress. Then you could use the money to buy the monsters to help you guard your territory. Oh yeah, there's monsters. And how do you get that money? You guessed it. Answer more questions, and like a lot of online games, if you want the good stuff, you got to work for it. We do have some of these special tools or special monsters that、uh, the price tag is so high that you actually have to have enough money in order to buy them. So right now, it seems like the goal is to get students to do as many problems as possible. But I think in some cases. You know, it might be important to get students to focus on one kind of problem. Like maybe there's one area that they're having a hard time with. Is there any way that this is going to become more focused on giving students exactly the kind of practice that they need to be doing at any given time, or or is it going to be more focused on just you know doing as many problems as possible? Oh, you, you're hitting the point. That's the actually the future、uh, of the product. So. We're going to start collecting a lot of data,、uh, and then what happened is that yes, we we want to do data analytics, meaning that the premium service would be saying that hey,、uh, look,、uh, the reason that you you keep answering all these type of questions wrong is because you are not solid on a certain、uh, basic concept. 
we could help you do that. You could practice, and we're going to make sure that you know, understand that basic concept, and we're going to make sure then uh, you move on to the next stage. You'll be able to answer all these future questions right. The whole game is still very much in the trial stage. It's being used for courses in Taiwan and the U.S. on an invite-only basis. But at least so far, everything's gone pretty well. Professor Ye likes to say that the first time he tried it out, many of his students complained that there weren't enough problems to solve. The game has earned acclaim outside the classroom as well. Just a few weeks ago, Professor Ye and his team beat out more than 400 universities for an international prize in higher education innovation from Wharton School of Business. And this spring, Begemo is going to start a rollout into Taiwan schools. But despite its success so far, Professor Ye says he's still got some pretty big concerns about potential pushback it could face from Taiwan's parents. Right now, I think a very big challenge for teachers now in Taiwan is that if this teacher wants to do something innovative in teaching, he or she has to persuade all parents, every parent. If it's just one parent who don't like what you do, you still cannot do what you do. There's a one nine 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 phone number line in Taiwan that you can call. Anything you you feel don't comfortable with, you can just complain, making a phone call to the government, and the government will take care of it. So every once in a while, a teacher do something innovative. Some parents will call one nine nine nine. Then some teachers even were forced to apologize to the parents. All right. Well, what about teachers outside of Taiwan? What would it take to sell them on Pagamo? Well, it's worth pointing out that the game was designed with Taiwan students in mind. So I was curious if Professor Ye felt that the things that make this game tick—you know, the peer-to-peer competition. Showing off to your friends, would that work as well in other countries? He told me, at least in the U.S., there's reasons to be cautious. When I uh, was studying for PhD in in Ann Arbor, in Michigan, I remember there's a news that really shocked me. Like there were a, a lot of parents they tried to uh, lobby uh, for the state government to approve the law that forbid the teachers to let the student playing dodgeball in the schools. Because those parents feel that when the kids play dodgeball in the school, the kids who got hit by the ball will feel that they are loser and they lose the confidence and blah blah blah. So it turns out I felt I found that、mm, it seems that Americans worries a lot about students,、uh, about their kids losing the confidence and blah blah blah. So like I don't know if that's still the case that American parents still worries about a lot about their kids losing the confidence or、uh, when they fail in the competition. Even just a game competition with with their peers, and that's something I think we have to be aware of and be careful if we want to go into the U.S. market. Cautious, yes, but Professor Ye has set his ambitions pretty high. So five years old, if you have this conversation at home, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if you hear a conversation like this five years from now. The mom might ask her kids, "What are you doing?" And the kids might reply, "Mom, I'm playing games." And then you'd hear the mom say, "Good job, play more." It's possible. Then you can tell your kids proudly, "What you are playing now is from Taiwan. It's from a group of students at National Taiwan University who want to change the world." <laughs> That's it for the show today. Big thank you to TEDx Taipei. This episode is the first in a series we'll be bringing to you, spotlighting speakers from their events. You can learn more about TEDx Taipei and their events at their website. 
As always, we'd love to hear what you thought of today's program. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page or rate and review Taiwan Talk on iTunes. You can also leave a comment on the ICRT blog where we've posted a few links to more information about Pagamo and the award they just won. Thanks for listening. For ICRT, I'm Keith Manconi.